We hit the little button and we'll be Oh, they didn't have Bud Light. Okay, so what are you gonna get? What would you pick between Miller Light, Coors Light, or Corona Light? Corona Light. That's what I went with. Hereby, popular request, the man, the myth, the legend, Jimmy Curran. The first season of Cheesesteaks with would not be complete without him. I do want to thank Jimmy for being a bit of a guinea pig, as well as let the audience know that in trying to up my audio game, I ran into some technical issues, growing pains, if you will. I'll do better next time, I promise. Links to Jimmy's info in the description. Video of the Cheesesteak Review is on YouTube. And as always, a special cut of the podcast on Patreon. Check it out. That, that conversation's neither here nor there. What You know what this reminds me of? What's that? The old days of uh, Disable. What is this? Kind of like, so we're currently at Nick's Bar and Grill, which is right next to Jimmy's apartment. And we just set up in this little booth, yep. which I dig. Uh, we got the camera rolling. Appreciate you out here testing. <laughs> um, but, you know, some some restaurants can get a little weird about filming. And you said, like, just order the beers without telling them. Oh, and it right, reminded right. me <laughs> of all the events. So Jimmy started a clothing brand. And for the first, like, basically as long as he could and whenever he could, he would use events, and even when I came on too, so I'm not pinning this on him, I just followed his lead, and it was a badass lead. And actually, I remember reading uh, Damon John's book. Yeah. He, they did the same thing, like yeah. setting up food bill. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, we just set up and post up, and I remember getting kicked out of, uh, <laughs> I remember a getting kicked events. out a few of events. the- New York City's Pride Parade. No, no, no not Pride. A, disability a, Pride. A, a anniversary. Yeah. Basically the Disability Pride yeah, Parade. Yeah. Um, we were only, we weren't kicked out of the Philly one. We were just no. told to stop selling. Right. That was the, uh, oh, whoa. Uh, some fire from crazy right? No, no, no. We weren't. No, no, no. No. You're thinking of, uh, the. Crazy wolf. Um, the. We weren't kicked out of that. We just set up without yeah. any. We just had a little table and we right. just left. We were fine, like nothing. Yeah. I'm so, talking about. Remember at City Hall, you made the shirts for them. Oh right, the Day 25th anniversary event in Philly. At City Hall, and we had the video vendor, but they said that we're not allowed to sell yeah. stuff. Yeah. But we just continued to the, well, sell stuff. We, yeah, but then they kept breathing down our necks yeah, and they were like we pack just, it up so then yeah. we like left yeah we just left the event like an hour early yeah it made no sense that we had to pay to be there but couldn't sell our merchandise i like so on one hand you know i i feel weird because like i i'm happy to have you on this podcast and i know you were on my channel one time before but we've talked about this stuff so much and like there's this thing about not just the disabled community, but any sort of community that's trying to like forward an issue, you know, or like a cause. Uh-huh. And they're good causes and they're righteous causes. But it's like, I hate having the guy in the wheelchair on talking about wheel- wheelchair stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. And it's like, so like, I don't want to fall in that trap. But at the same time, I think one of the biggest things that I wish people would take away from my book if they read it about our relationship uh-huh. is like, it's not like about disability you know it's about no, it's two not. kids and the, the wheelchair is kind of like a 
a little bit of gasoline on a fire to make some of our crazy stories crazier crazy. uh-huh. because it adds another element. Yes. And so I guess what I'm saying is like I hate the fact that you know I don't want to fall into this conversation where it's like oh have the you know ha- talk about disability you know, stuff. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I think it's so interesting because it's like we're, we we did these disability events with a brand that was related to disability but you had this like savage entrepreneur like you know competitive spirit that was like yeah we're setting up like why why can't you know what i mean like uh-huh. uh, to me that was a, a a lesson where i was like you know even the the community for that event expected you to pay as a vendor but thought you were a charity you know what i mean yeah. like and it's not it's not a non-profit that we had yeah it's not started. a non-profit they asked you to pay although sometimes the reason I thought we would let away with, you know, not signing up as a vendor or popping up as events that we didn't necessarily, like, belong uh, at. Yeah, belong <laughs> at. Legally. <But> because <laughs> I'm in a wheelchair and people are not going to say, like, you have to lose or, like, be super harsh. Uh, yeah. When, like, encounter a person in a wheelchair. So, one of the many benefits of, uh, you know, one of the upsides of being in the chair is that you get away with stuff that some people would not get away with. Wheelchair privilege. Yeah. What else, man? What's next? That's what I'm saying. What's next for Jimmy Kearns? I tried to write more of the book that you've read. It feels long. I also don't know, like, how interesting is it? I think it's really interesting because, I mean, people like love stories, especially bad relationships. And it's like, again, just like we mentioned with us hanging out, the wheelchair adds gasoline to this fire. And it has this whole other element where it's like, you know, there's different parts of the story that make things interesting. There's the relatable aspect, and then there's, like, the unrelatable aspect. And, like, when you read about a story that's just so unrelatable, you know? Like, yeah. like I always think it's hilarious. I Not hilarious, but, like, crazy. Like, I love, absolutely love mafia stories. Yeah. Like, learn yeah, about mafia too. figures, yeah. stuff like that, right? It's like, dude... That is so far from my life, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could not last as a mafia yeah. guy, you know what I mean? And, like, I'm yeah. not connected, none of that stuff. But, like, I'm infatuated with that stuff, right. you know? Because yeah. there's this, like, it's not shock value, but there's this, like, intrigue of, like, whoa, you know? And I, and I feel like your story offers that, but also with this relatable thing, like, wow. All right, this is different in this regard, but at the same time, like, I understand those feelings. And why is she doing that? Or why is he yeah. doing that, you know? So... Yeah, I hear that. Um, and, I, and I took that as your concern with how interesting it is to other people. If you don't find yeah. it interesting yourself, I mean, that's it, a problem. I think it's interesting. Yeah, we'll see. I do I, want to write another book. Like I thought about doing a book about like called the wheelchair effect and how just like how wheelchair having in a wheelchair has impacted like different things that I've gone through, like 
getting a job, college, like different like things like that and how a wheelchair is really different. Uh, but I don't know that there's that many topics that are that interesting. Well, I think um, someone told me this when I started writing and I hated it because in my head I'm like, everyone's going to read my book. Uh-huh. They were like, think about who you want to speak to and like, you know, honestly, just like from a, it, it's so easy to give other people advice on this topic like I'm about to do now. Like, you know, it's one of those things like when you're not, when you can look at it objectively, you know, but like you're looking at it, you know, from your own thing, like one, your emotional attachment to story, yeah. um, like the way you feel about it is different than the way I see it, just from many right. things, right? Yeah. But just like we were talking about how you went and talked to kids that, you know, had a disability. Yeah. And it's, you seem like you enjoyed that. Like, dude, you write a book basically telling yourself everything you wish you had known when you were like in middle school yeah. that surprised you about the way your life turned out. And then like that's an easy hit up a school like that or a program right. and be like, hey, I have this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even, dude, even like you see a lot of um, just like regular public schools yeah. who have special needs programs are happy to bring you in because like it not only helps the few kids that they have yeah. in that program, but you know, it, it helps the other kids understand. understand. Yeah. yeah. I mean we've seen a lot of yeah schools like that. I feel like that would be a really easy sell. Yeah. Just, the, the only thing with that is you'd have to be mindful of like what I talk about. Well, not what you talk about, just how you talk about it. Do you yeah. give the P G version? Right. Or the R version? And that's not authentic. Well, you know, there's different ways to talk about it. Yeah. Um, well, it's censored. It's censored. It's censored. And at the end of the day, dude, like, I was thinking about this on the way over here because I was actually listening to, um, we don't have to say his name, but again, somebody else you know, um, disabled, and they were talking about, I was, I was prepping for my interview. I was doing homework. Um, and I was listening to a podcast about a guy in a wheelchair um, and his wife and their inner able relationship. Okay, and, yeah. Um, Shane Burkle. Uh-huh, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. I'm, I don't have, I'm not about to. There's only somebody who Yeah, that, I'm not but. about to crap on him or uh-huh. his wife. Um, I, I think they're great. And I watched their YouTube channel a good bit. Um, do you know they're like pushing a million subscribers? No. They're crushing it, yeah. But anyway, something that struck me about like I said, I was doing research, so what I was listening for was the interviewer. Yeah. And kinda like what we talked about earlier, something that struck me about the interview is something I've seen with you a million times, is like there's no pushback, you know? And like the way they were being interviewed and the way they were being handled just like you know on the interviewer the interviewer. Like if the interviewer like apologized for like over seven like, oh I'm sorry I didn't say this and like you know and at one point, Shane was talking about, and for those that don't know, Shane's a, he's, he has the same, same disease, exact yeah. condition, right? Um, and so, which is spinal muscular type 2, same yep. thing, right? Yep. For anyone interested, because I'm sure people would ask. Yeah. Um, along with EPS. Uh, yeah, we don't know if he has that. Yeah, we don't know if Shane has that, but Jimmy has EPS. Yeah. Shane said something about, like, 
he I, he's like identity first. Um, so he he likes to be called a, um, a disabled man as opposed to a man with a disability. But disabled man. Yeah, he's like he I prefer that? I prefer to say I'm a disabled man as opposed to a man with disability, right? And he and okay. and Shane even says like you know there's debate among the disabled community about that and there's no yeah, right yeah, way man, this that and the other and like Shane was like putting it out there that it's like not right uh-huh. and I just got the impression from the people interviewing him that like they were like oh this is the right way to say this and I need to learn and this that and the uh-huh. other where I'm listening and again I don't know how I would handle it if I was interviewing him I don't know their relationship yeah. and if you were saying that to me that'd be uh-huh. different uh-huh. but like I think part of the reason we became friends is like you never like put that on me you know and like what i would say to that is like you you have a hard time building a real relationship around someone if like you're gonna nitpick words you know yeah and if there's 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 something where i'm like always saying someone's like yo dude don't say that it pissed me off you know it's like all right but like i don't know at the end of the day in real life people have so many things going on yeah i'm not gonna like I, I can't change my life to like figure out how everyone wants to be identified. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in this interview, it sounds like it's like a relationship podcast, and they were like, you know, what's your advice about, you know, relationships or marriage, right? Yes. And I, I didn't listen to all their episodes, but like, and this is actually a blog I read recently. It's like, it was like five tips for a great marriage or something. Yeah. And number one was like sex. Yeah. Sex is really important. Yeah. And it got me thinking, like, dude, like, you're literally a big part of marriage is like, okay, I'm not going to have sex with anyone else. In most yeah. cases. Uh-huh. Some people are, like, open. But, uh-huh. you know, we saw with Will and Jada, that doesn't yeah. work out too well. But, like, nobody ever talks about that. You know yes. what I mean? And, like, if for whatever reason, it's like this taboo, like, you would never say, like, you know, you say your marriage is on the rocks. You never be like, "Well, how's the sex?" You know, what I mean? like, you never like anything like that. Uh-huh. And so, long story long, I swear this was related, and you can understand it wasn't really a beer that got me lost. Is my mind just goes a million different places. It's like, dude, if I was a middle school boy, and I, I mean, I don't know what you were like in middle school, but if I was in middle school and I was in a wheelchair and I'm hitting puberty. And I was talking to an adult, I'd be yeah. like, dude, do I ever have a shot to get laid? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it's like, I feel like that's a big part of your story that I think at least guys would be interested in. Uh-huh. And at the same time, if you do that, that would probably limit, you know, it would limit, you know, the, the elementary school appearances. Yeah. But it could still be in the book and you don't talk about it, you know? Yeah. But. Yeah. I think that's. You know, something that is never talked about. So that's what makes it even more interesting if I were to write a story about or that included those stories or like whatever. Experiences. Yeah, experiences. Like struggles with it. Like yeah. it's not all good, you know, no, there's some no. things that. Yes. So I would like to do something like that. But like you said, you have to know your audience. It's kind of like, um, I've, I've really, I'm going to run with this. I don't know if we ever, if I ever said this before, but how like the wheelchair is like gasoline on the fire. Uh-huh. Um, like at the end of the day, like you said, I thought of this when you said it's not talked about. Like sex isn't talked about in general. 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then on top of that, with the wheelchair, it's almost assumed, or with disability, I should say, with disability, a lot of times it's assumed that you're like asexual or not interested. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it's like you got this topic that's never talked about to a person where people are assuming the wrong thing. Yeah. And it's just like, man, if I was in middle school in that situation, I like, I'd be like, where, where do I look? You know what I mean? Like, how do I learn? I feel like you could be a, a voice for those people. Yeah. I never saw a person like me on point out. <laughs> you, you could be a visual for those people too. Uh -huh. You know, we have always thought about a sex tape. Yeah, that, could, that could really there, put you on the map. There might be a career in that. Kim K did not become who she is Without the despite sex the sex tape. No. She Blit. became who she is because of the sex yeah, tape. Yeah. Donald Trump did not become president despite his bad publicity. He became president because, because. of the bad publicity. Yeah. Bad is a. Uh, what is it, subjective or objective? Yeah, I think like it depends what you're trying to do. Because some people is it up. But like in the attention economy, attention is king, you know? Yep, and yep. I think in the past a lot of people think that you know, good attention is what matters, but I think attention is important. Well, and it also depends like, you know, if you're if you're not in a field where you need attention, right? Then, you know, yeah. Then but, attention is bad. <laughs> but like, if you're basically anything creative, yeah, it depends on attention. Yeah. Anything. I mean, I guess you call what Kim Kardashian does creative, but like this yeah. show business, yeah. whatever. Uh -huh. And at the end of the day, let's be real. Politics is just show business. Yeah. And I also think like the attention politicians get. People make up their own mind more than media gives people credit for. You know, See like that? like mainstream media um, shit on Donald Trump, right? Yes. But the person at home listening was like, "All right, well, did he really mean that, or did he really mean that?" You know, and I'm not yeah. saying pro-Trump or anti-Trump. I'm just saying the way he was portrayed was a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people were like, well, that's not exactly what he said. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think that's, you know, with anything. Uh-huh. Same with Biden. I mean, I'm sure Fox News portrays him like yeah, the biggest sick. buffoon ever. Uh -huh. And other people are like, actually, Biden's a bad example. I guess Hillary would be a better example because people liked Hillary. But I swear, man, <laughs> Biden is like the one. I've, I've never met anyone who's like, yeah, I'm thrilled with Biden. You know, <laughs> I'm just really like there were people that were thrilled with Trump. There uh -huh. were people that were thrilled with. Uh, oh, of course, Barack. Uh -huh. There were people that were thrilled with Hillary. You know, uh -huh. like there were people passionate about first woman president. But dude, like, dude, nobody, nobody likes Biden. <laughs> like. Uh, I talk in my Uber, like people I meet, whatever. It's like, oh, I, it's not Trump, you know. Like yeah, that's yeah, the him, right, you know? yeah, that. And there was a lot of people that voted for Trump because they didn't like Hillary, and there was a lot of people that voted for Hillary that didn't like Trump. Uh -huh. But there was also people that were very passionate about, about those people. Is what I'm yeah. saying, you know. But dude, I have not met a single person who's like, I man, I just <laughs> love Biden. I love what he's doing. It's crazy. What did the Democrats that you talked to say? They all say, well, it's not Trump, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's pro Biden's a problem in itself. That's yeah. a different problem we need to address. Yeah. 
But I swear, like, I've never met anyone. It's like, you want more? Yeah. yeah. I've never <laughs> met anyone. Have you? Not really. Well, this is good. What, what is this, Eddie? What? That's his net. Um, I always thought a YouTube channel would crush it. About what? But, see, the thing with you is, I think your biggest drawback is just being unsure of what you want to share. Uh-huh. And I don't say that in judgment in the sense that you should or shouldn't. Because it's like, you know, I know everyone has things they want to keep private and not. But, like, you know, the the wild and crazy things you do are funny, one. Yeah. But they're also interesting. And I think they're, like, uh, revealing in the sense that it's like, wow, this, you know, something we've always talked about. Like, oh, he's just some innocent kid in a wheelchair and he just said what to me, you uh-huh. know? Uh-huh. Um, so it's interesting, but like, you know, even things like, like, you know, home healthcare aids. Like I, I, it raised my blood pressure thinking about like the stories, like they put in the newspaper that are like so far from the truth. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Or like that whole industry where I feel like, I feel like there are two people that get screwed. Yeah. The client and the home healthcare aid, uh-huh. you know? And, uh. You know, I just feel like the stories from that. I, I feel like you could you could write a book on that. Yeah. Um, and but again, like that's something where I don't know. I'm sure if you told the truth about a lot of those things, <laughs> I don't know if home healthcare yeah. agencies are allowed to deny a client, yeah. but I'm sure they find a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, we right. don't want we don't want him telling yeah. people how we treat our clients and caregivers right. as we break in the big bucks? Yeah. It definitely is a, uh, you know, people don't want to get the true picture yeah. from the media. I think that there are good caregivers and bad caregivers. Uh, lots of bad ones. It's hard to find good ones. Uh, and you know, people miss it out, but they are underpaid, I will say that. Uh, I think that it's very easy to become a home health care aide, so therefore, like, they don't pay them a lot. Um, so sometimes it attracts people that aren't really invested in the job. Well, what's crazy to me is when I learned about how you know, you start, because I started as a, I was a home health care aide, uh-huh. and I start, I negotiated my salary, uh-huh. um, and they actually gave it to me. I was uh-huh. surprised. I Dude, I remember, they were like, I always put on, a, you know, when you apply for jobs, it says desired salary. Yeah. And like, you know, even at like, <laughs> actually, I didn't do it at PF Chance, because I really wanted that job. But I they put desired salary, and I put like a million dollars a year <laughs> or so. And I think when I did the, home health care I did like a hundred dollars an hour uh-huh. and the dude came back in and he was like and these jobs for those who don't know yeah. started like 850 an hour yeah. I, uh, now they're like 10 uh, okay well uh, minimum wage in Philly is it might it might be higher now but anyway um yeah I put a hundred an hour and he comes in he's like He's like all stressed out. He's like, dude, I don't, I don't know if I can do this salary. I was like, yeah, no kidding, man. It was a joke. I was like, a hundred dollars an hour. He was like, all right, well, I was prepared to give you twelve. I was like, yeah, I'll take that. I was thinking eight. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but so, 
like I learned from living with you and I don't know I'm sure it's public record but like say I'm getting paid eight fifty an hour they're charging the government like like 17 or something like that I think even higher than that it, yeah, I think it's in the be, 20s. That's what the government pays them. But at the same time, the agency has all these fees and clearances and all these things they have to pay for insurance. Yep. So, like, it's just crazy the amount of inefficiency that happens in that field. And you right. were saying yeah. that if... Sorry, I guess I'll say yeah. it. This is his idea I'm stealing from. Yeah. But did, you said if, if everyone had, like, a pool, if there was just one I'm pool cool. of home health care aides, that way when you do have a shortage... And sometimes you get stuck, yeah. which, you know, you can't Half stay overnight work. by yourself. Right. Like, you need someone to come down. They're, they could pull from this pool. But there's all these different agencies right. that have all these different clearances and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So, like, if the, you can only go, that that's the part of it yeah. that I think people want to understand. You can only be with one agency. Right. An analogy would be um, if your agency was Uber. Yeah. And you could only use Uber drivers. Yeah. But what you're saying is, why don't you allow people like you yeah. to have a pool that they can select from, and they can select from Uber, and if Uber's not available, they can check Lyft, yeah. and if yeah. Lyft's not available, they can check taxi. Yeah. If that's not available, they can check public transportation, yeah. you know? And it's like, they, the, but the way agencies are set up, it's like, okay, Jimmy, you're assigned to Uber. Yeah. The next guy who needs help, he's he can only use Lyft. Yeah. And it's like, it, it screws you, because if right. there's no Ubers available, it's, it's you're it's screwed. Good. You're calling me to come on yeah. down and be like, actually, oh, you're somebody. calling your family. You're, yeah. you're family, man. Yeah, you, you can't have a podcast without shouting out. I can't yeah. have you on yeah. my podcast without shouting out your family. Just because, yeah. man, you, you yeah. got some superheroes in your family. I do. Man. I do. It's, it's, it's a blessing to be uh, a sidekick <laughs> at the family parties and, and the events yeah. where I get to be a, a part of that. Because, man, I, I love you. I cannot speak highly enough of your family. They never leave me hanging. They are they are good people. <laughs> Do you remember? It was it was during COVID. It was like the first time I was around people in a long time, and I hadn't drank for a while. And so I had a couple of, and I tried to give a toast. You remember? And I was like bugging out after the toast. I was like, dude, did I did I say something inappropriate? Like I was afraid of like. <laughs> Dropped a, an F bomb in front of your mom yeah. or something. Do you remember that? I was like bugging out. Barely. It was a Conor McGregor fight. Yeah, that was my birthday. I was like, dude, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right, it was your birthday. So I told yeah. you, and you know what? I was afraid I like made a joke about your uh, your member size. Uh, I was like, oh man, I hope I didn't say that in front of his mom. <laughs> that no. angel. That night is blurry for me. Yeah, well, yeah. you passed out before the fight even took place. Yeah. About ready to order this cheesesteak? Yeah. You go for a cheesesteak? Oh, man, that was fast. Thank you very much. Oh, Thank this you. was great. Oh, this is awesome. Thank you very much. Um, no, I'm good. This, this is good. Yeah, thanks. Just to check, actually. This will be it. Thank you. What are you laughing at? This is good. Oh, this is good. Also, I'm starting to hit me. So I didn't uh, wait, well, tell me what you're doing. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> How long have you worked here? <laughs> Come here often? 